0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This market rally has ushered in some upbeat, enthusiastic excitement in the CropTech customer base. After all the crap of 2020, it's nice to have an upbeat conversation with our customers. 2021 is setting up to be the year where we can lick some wounds and get healed from the past few years combination of markets and more new insurance products to use, 2021 is a year where growers might be able to insure a profit. I have been told crop insurance is the buyer's market if these prices hold through February. Depending on a grower's APH, this is generating some questions about changing crop rotations. This is one of the things I like about the crop tech customer base as you follow the money. Switching crop rotations is a lot easier if you can lock in a profit. Many of you are seasoned corn on corn growers and you know what to expect when you make those changes. Some of the questions that are coming through the office though do concern me with newcomers to corn on corn or soybeans on soybeans. Questions like, I want to grow a non-GMO corn-on-corn, but I don't have insecticide applicators on my planter. Can I get by without an insecticide? Boys, in central Illinois, that is a game of Russian Roulette with three bullets in the gun. In rootworm country, you protect your non-GMO corn with an insecticide when you're in corn-on-corn another question a lot of my corn blew down last summer can i go to corn on corn using a non-gmo product when the storm blew down 200 bushel crop how do you plan to control all the volunteer corn with a non-gmo hybrid it doesn't take much volunteer gmo corn in your non-gmo to get it rejected, and the premium you thought you were going to get will be lost. Not only can't you go with a non-GMO, you need to figure out what the trait, what trait package gives you the best shot of tro- controlling last year's volunteer GMO corn that you're going to be dealing with. Another question that came in, I've never no-till corn, I always no-till my beans. If I go corn-on-corn, corn, will no-till work? The answer is yes. But conventional-till corn-on-corn takes more management. In no-till corn-on-corn, corn, you need to double that management. Now we must think about planter attachments, stand establishment, disease management, on and on. Again, this is doable. Doable. But if it's your first shot at it, don't bite off more than you can chew. Be realistic with your yield expectations. When considering switching from rotational corn to corn on corn, plug in a 10 to 15 bushel drop in expected yield. If we have a drought, that drop in yield will be bigger. There's not much you can do to protect yourself in corn on corn from a drought. Hence, the reason for crop insurance. In beans on beans, plug in a 5 to 7 bushel drop in yield compared to rotational yields. If you're switching to beans after several years of corn on corn, plug in a 10 bushel gain. Be realistic about your input cost. Seed treatments become more important when we plant the same crop back to back. That old residue harbors a lot of disease inoculum. If it's been a few years since you've grown beans, be sure to inoculate them so we don't end up with a nitrogen issue. If spraying fungicides is not part of your program, it needs to be put in due to the higher disease pressure. Look for hybrids that can handle corn-on-corn better. Do not do this on a wing and a prayer. Sit down with your market advisor and your crop insurance agent as you make these plans. Make sure landowners are on board. They may not carry the same insurance coverage that you do. Another area this price rally enthusiasm is showing up is in planned equipment purchases, especially planter attachments. Getting a lot of questions in that area. I think some of you guys are quarantining yourself in the shop and you're looking for things to do. Now, while I agree upgrading or updating the planner will have a better ROI than upgrading pickups. When you're buying planner attachments, have a goal in mind. It needs to improve ear count or and or efficiency. Talking with growers wanting to make changes in row cleaner, starter attachments, closing wheels, you name it. Again, have a goal in mind before you purchase. In those conversations, the first question I ask is, what do you hope to achieve by this upgrade? Hmm, Some conversations go like this. I'm thinking about changing my closing wheels. I may ask, are you having trouble closing the furrow with your current system? No, no, I don't think so. So the question is, why do you want to make a change? Well, all my neighbors have. They've all changed theirs. All your neighbors sold out of corn in October. Did it make that? Did it make it the right move? That's a total different call than when a grower who is struggling with furrow closure or and is trying to purchase an upgrade to solve that problem, or someone who wants to upgrade to hydraulic downforce for better depth control. If you're going to invest in your operation, pick the weakest link first and work up from there. We have finished preparing our annual basic and advanced basic meeting to go virtual. Now it did end up being more material than I originally thought, so we've changed it up a bit. The basic and advanced basic meeting will be broken up into a series of five meetings. They will be every Thursday morning starting January 21st and running through February 18th. The meetings will start at 8, and depending on the amount of question we get in the live Q&A, it'll last three, three and a half hours. Our basic and advanced basic meetings are designed to teach the foundational agronomy knowledge you need to implement a 4R systems approach. It is targeted toward new clients, prospective clients, or existing clients who want a review. It will give you good insight on how our agronomy program operates and how and why we make your 4R fertility recommendations. If you have landlords or farm managers who you want to get a better handle on the 4R systems approach, this would be a good meeting for them to take in. Because it's virtual, it would be a good meeting for the whole farm team to attend to get a better grasp on what it takes to grow a crop. For first-time viewers, I strongly suggest you watch each segment in order. Each segment builds on the last and gets more in-depth as we go. Each session will be left up for viewing so if you cannot attend it live you can be able to catch up on your own time. We will take questions live every Thursday during the webinar and you can email questions in during the week and we'll try to get them answered. We are applying for 15 CCA credits for the whole series. Everyone receiving CCA credits will need a separate webinar link, and we will need your CCA number. Katie will be sending out email invites. If you want to take in this series, let us know. We'll get you webinar links for whoever you want to attend in your operation. She will also send out clip notes for the series that will help you follow along, and you can add to them as you go. This series is free to all CropTech customers as part of our soil testing program. If you're not a CropTech customer and you'd like to take in this series, you can go to our website at CropTechInc.com and register there for a fee. We will see some of you, or at least you'll see me on the 21st. To stay up to date, check out our website at CropTechInc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. her safe. Keep her moving.